Oh, dear friends, the beauty of things written aforetime that were written for our learning. Let's visit the Old Testament as we see today's lessons from Deuteronomy. That's coming up from the International Gospel Hour. Stay with us, friends. On Jordan's Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Well, greetings and hello, everyone, and so good to have you with us again for our broadcast here from the International Gospel Hour. We also appreciate our Jay Webb and his kind words, and you will hear from Jay throughout our broadcast with some offers and some free material that will be of help to you in your study of the Word of God. For, dear friends, we are truly blessed. If we do not have listeners like you, there's no need for us to continue International Gospel Hour, which has been on the air since 1934. Is that not amazing? And we give God all the glory. We appreciate your desire to pursue truth and to know said truth as noted from Jesus' words in John 8:32, that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We know that such is sought with an honest heart and a diligent search. In Hebrews 11.6, the Bible says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And as we seek God through His Word, we are assured that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Romans 10.17 May we seek God through our study today. The book of Deuteronomy. It is the first book in the Bible noted as the book, or rather the fifth book in the Bible, noted as the book in the section of law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy is a divine commentary on Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, especially on the failures of the first generation who failed in the wilderness. That's penned by Don Morrell from Christian Bible Teacher in 1994, page 320. Deuteros nomos. Now, that's the meaning of the word in Hebrew, or second law. In other words, it was a repeating or a restating of the law of God through Moses, and a reminder of their history and the renewed appeal to walk closely with God for the second generation to know God's law and learn from the failures of the first. The basic theme is obedience, as reflected in the covenant God made with them. Here is a reminder in the affirmation of God's covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, also known as Israel. Now, when we talk about the word covenant... It is a word that means between God and man, a covenant accompanied by signs, sacrifices, and a solemn oath that seal the relationship with promises of blessings for keeping covenant and curses for breaking it. Thus, only appropriate are the words of the late Brother George D. Hoff that the message from God in this book is trust and obey, or if we trust in God and obey, He will bless us. If we fail to trust and obey, He will not bless us. And from the outset, 
Here are lessons then and lessons today. You know, friends, what God says is vitally important. That is, without a doubt. In this book alone, we find such statements as the Lord spake and God said, etc., over 500 times. There is no doubt that it is God who is speaking through Moses. And consider some additional key words, how many times they are listed. The word remember, 16 times in Deuteronomy. 12 times in Deuteronomy, we find the word obey. The word covenant that we mentioned moments ago, 26 times. The word do appears 93 times, observe 21 times, and when you put both words together in a phrase, 17 times. So without a doubt, friends, God expects us to be obedient unto Him. He expected it then, He expects it now. He expected it from the people then, and will expect it from us now. Now, the book will consist of three lengthened addresses delivered by Moses to the people on the eastern side of the Jordan at their encampment on the plain of Moab. His first discourse is a looking back. That begins with chapter 1, and it goes through verse 43 of chapter 4, what God had done for them while in the wilderness. Moses' discourse number 2 is a looking up. That begins in chapter 4, verse 44, and goes through chapter 26 and verse 19. And then Moses' discourse number 3 is a looking forward, starting in chapter 27 and going through chapter 30 and verse 20. So there is a looking back, a looking up, and a looking forward. Now, friends, when you think about that for a moment... We in our lives stop and we may look back and learn. We want to look up toward God. We want to look forward to a better life. And so, as we begin this study today, time will only permit us to consider a couple of lessons from looking back in chapters 1, going through chapter 4 and verse 43. So, dear friends, as we do so, We will consider today's lessons from Deuteronomy in just a moment. But first, I mentioned about our J-Web, and here is our J to share with you a few words about our friends at the Gospel Gleaner. We at International Gospel Hour are honored to offer the Gospel Gleaner, a free publication. For over 30 years, the Gospel Gleaner has presented sound biblical studies published quarterly four times a year. Again, subscriptions are always free. Just go to gospelgleaner.com and sign up for either the mail or email version. Be sure to post in the comments blank you heard it from the International Gospel Hour. Now, let's continue our studies. And friends, may I also add with what Jay has just said that our friends at the Gospel Gleaner are going with online editions at the moment only. So it will not be available by mail uh, as of now, but they are available to you online. We are sorry to share that with you, but uh, we respect the decisions of our friends at the Gospel Gleaner. It's still available online, and we hope it will be of help to you. Now, friends, we'd like to consider today's lessons from Deuteronomy. Here's the first one. When one trusts and obeys God, one will be blessed spiritually. Now, let's look at a few lessons from Deuteronomy. 
In chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, And I said to you, You have come to the mountains of the Amorites, which the Lord our God is giving us. Look, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. Friends, the Lord gave. Let's go. There's the message. In Deuteronomy 1, 30 and 31, The Lord your God who goes before you, He will fight for you according to all that He did for you in Egypt before your eyes, and in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Lesson learned, the Lord has brought you out. He's taken care of you. When you and I see such assurance then, let's get a lesson today from this. What about in Matthew 6, verse 33? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you, those things of which God will provide for us. How we should seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and grow therein. In Romans 8, and verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You see, what we learn from the book of Deuteronomy and how God provided and cared for His people, He will do the same for us now. Dear friends, through the Christian's struggles and strife, one must keep Him first. You know, when we're faced with troubles and trials in life, if we keep our focus and we keep our focus on God and on Christ, then, dear friends, God indeed will help us. We do not need to turn away. Let us be reminded of Hebrews four fourteen through 16 that says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." Again, that's Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. What a blessing to the Christian, the one that will put God first, who will seek first his kingdom and have the assurance that he is for us. And to think of Jesus as our great high priest, as the one through whom we pray to the Father, our intercessor as well, Hebrews 7, 24, 25. And then we think about the Apostle Paul and what he faced with his thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it was, but we do know that he wanted it taken away, but God had other plans. Second Corinthians 12, beginning with verse 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians twelve seven through 10 Dear friends, it is proven throughout the Scriptures, and it's plain and simple. If will, one will put the Lord first in all that one does, God will bless that individual and he will take care of us and we must trust in him. Now, 
When we look at, when we trust and obey God, one will be blessed. We also note from the De- from the book of Deuteronomy, rather, we also notice that God does not promise us good if we rebel. In Deuteronomy 1 and verse 26, Nevertheless, you would not go up, but rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. In verse 27, they also complained. In verse 28, they discouraged others. You rebelled. You had the opportunity, but you did not do it. Uh, Verse 32 of Deuteronomy 1. Yet for all that, you did not believe the Lord your God. Did you catch that, friends? You did not believe. After all that God had done for them and what they had seen, they did not believe. Oh, friends, listen to verses 34 through 39 of Deuteronomy 1. And the Lord heard the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath, saying, Surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers. Except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he shall see it, and to him and his children I am giving the land on which he walked, because he wholly followed the Lord." The Lord was also angry with me for your sakes, saying, Even you shall not go in there. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stands before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones and your children, who you say will be victims, who today have no knowledge of good and evil, they shall go in there. To them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Notice the Lord came and said to those, You will not enter. You rebelled. You did not believe. You know, never forget, my friends, the choice ultimately comes down to you and I. The responses we give to God and His Word, that's between God and between me, between you and the Almighty God. In Romans 2, verses 4 through 11, today's lessons. Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. Dear friends, let's be reminded of the words of James in James 1 and verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Dear friends, we are reminded of this lesson today from the book of Deuteronomy. When one will trust and obey God, one will be blessed spiritually, and God will provide for him physically, and we must trust and obey the Almighty God. Dear friends, the Bible is always right. Have you ever thought about where is the one book we can go to know of God's will for our lives, just as we're studying today, how we can rightly divide that word? We have a very special free booklet we offer from time to time. Here is our J-Web with those details of how you can receive this special free study booklet. Good folks. 
Please allow us to send a special free booklet called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. This is a study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and allows us to see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Now, back to our study. And now, folks, another lesson from Deuteronomy. Here it is. Quit circling, compassing, or wandering. Now, I know you're going to think, well, whoa, wait a minute, what is that? Well, take that from a text from Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 3 to where he says, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Now, the word skirted there is very unique. Some translations use the word compass or circling, or wandering. Now, it's a meaning of not only circling, but going about or wandering around. The Lord is telling Israel, it's time to move onward and get on with it. Well, friends, are there not mountains in our lives to where we compass, or we go around and around and around? We stay in the same old direction that we direct? I challenge us today to follow what God directs, and it's time we cease compassing the mountains, if you will. It's long enough. Sometimes we move without vision, without passion, and without purpose. And as reminded in the time of Moses, we keep going around and around and around with no vision, no purpose, or direction. Let's talk about some of those mountains in our lives that we need to cease circling, and we need to stop wandering. Here's our first one. Simply wasting time. Friends, I do not like the term, well, what are you doing, friend? Well, I'm killing time. Oh, I do not like to kill time. I want to use all the time that I can. Now, I may be relaxing during that time, using that time for my benefit to help me. But let's think about the words of Paul in Ephesians 5.16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. How procrastination will condemn one's soul. We need to sit down and count the cost, just like that man that built the tower in Luke 14, 28 and 29. He sat down and he counted the cost. We need to look. We need to consider. God forbid that any of us be like Felix in Acts 24, verses 24 and 25, who declined to become a Christian. Now, he also sent for Paul, but afterwards trembled at what he heard. And there's no example from the Scriptures where Felix came to the Christ. Dear friends, wasting time is a mountain. We need to cease circling and quit wandering. Here's another one. What about simply the word apathy? Or we really don't care. There's no great concern. Oh my, I think of the church at Laodicea in Revelation 3, verses 14 and following. How they allow the things of the world to dictate their comfort. They got things very confused. They thought the things of the world helped their faithfulness. The Lord commanded them to repent. They were looking too much of the comforts of the world rather than the comforts and the assurance of Christ and of God. They simply did not care. Somebody said, what is the problem with being apathetic? And they said, don't know and don't care. (laughs) That's pretty well a good summary right there, friends. 
How about another one that we mentioned moments ago from Matthew 6 of seeking first the kingdom of God? But let's return to that context and talk about how worry is a mountain that we need to see circling and we need to quit wandering around it. In Matthew 6.24, Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve both, friends. And that brings us to verse 25 when Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Aha! That tells me that when we're trying to serve two masters and we increase the worry and concern and try to manage and everything and try to respond to two masters, dear friends, I love the word therefore. Therefore means what went before. And he says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Ah, there's our, there's the master, there's the one. Then he says, Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore... Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what we shall drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Dear friends, let's think about this simple guideline of worry. If you can't do anything about it, worry won't change it. And if you can do something about it, then work at it and don't worry. That is a mountain we need to cease wandering. Ignorance is a mountain that we need to cease circling and we need to stop wandering. Hosea 4 and verse 6, God was so concerned for his people when the statement through the prophet Hosea said, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It is a shame when we cannot know what God has provided for us. In Acts 17, verses 10 and 11, look at the wonderful approach of those individuals in Berea who received the word with the readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. We need to know and not be ignorant of the devices of Satan, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 11 and to be individuals that are growing in our knowledge and to move away from that mountain of ignorance and stop circling. One is ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 7. Those individuals only have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 5. May that not be in our lives, friends. These are mountains that we circle. The things we've just mentioned... We need to stop circling, stop wandering, and we need to grasp the things that be of God. Let's put away circling the mountains of wasting time, being apathetic, of worry and ignorance of the things that be of God when God will provide for us. Another lesson today we learn from Deuteronomy. And now, friends, I'm going to pause and return one more time to our J-Web 
He's going to tell you a little bit about a very special online study called Believe the Bible. Here is our J. Webb. Where did we come from? What is your purpose in life? How you answer these fundamental questions is greatly affected by whether you believe in God, believe the Bible is true, and believe Jesus to be divine. Our friend Rob Whitaker has a free online video study titled Believe the Bible, and it is an awesome study. Please allow us to send you the link, and you can check it out for yourself. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988, and please leave your name, email, and just say, Believe the Bible. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, email, and type, Believe the Bible, in the message blank. We will send the link to you. And now, let's get back to the Bible. Dear friends, when we look at the book of Deuteronomy, I love Deuteronomy 32, verse 4, that reminded the people, He is the rock, His work is perfect, for all His ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is He. That is so true. What a blessing to open up the Bible to rightly divide the word of truth, Second Timothy 2 and verse 15, and for you and I to go back and to look at a book such as Deuteronomy and let us learn as this generation what that generation needed to learn as well. Let's make certain we cease wandering or circling the mountains of wasting time, apathy, worry, and ignorance of the things that be of God. And let us trust and obey. As the old hymn goes, there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We hope that the online reading of the Gospel Gleaner will be of help to you. We long for you to have the booklet, Something is Wrong but the Bible is Right, 855-444-6988. And we'll do this again at another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Oh, be with you.